What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to analyze your Instagram analytics in a way that is going to tell you what you need to do with your content. So if you don't understand what all the metrics mean, then you won't know how to adjust and improve your content over time. It's one thing to say, just make your content better, but if you don't know specifically how, then you will be kind of lost as to which direction to go in. So I'm gonna be breaking down a post that I felt explained this perfectly on Instagram. So I'm gonna play that for you guys in a second here, and then we're gonna talk about each topic and some quick tips for each one. If your content has low views, it's not grabbing attention. If you've got low likes, it's not relevant. If there's no comments, it's not engaging. If you've got low shares, it's not relatable. If you've got low saves, it's not valuable. And if your content doesn't bring followers, your profile is not optimized. All right, let's talk about this. Starting with the first one. All right, this is a tip that you've heard so many times online. This is the only reason why you get low views. If you get low views, and I would call that under a thousand on a reel, it's going to be just because you have a bad hook. Now, if you get a few thousand views on your reels every time, then just whatever low views is to you, all right? But a bad hook is always going to be the reason for this because you'll never get low views as long as you are able to keep people for the first three seconds consistently. Maybe you have a high drop-off rate at the 50% mark, but it doesn't matter. It would still count as a view because I think on Instagram you need three seconds before it counts it as a view. So it literally is, can you get a high percentage watch time within those first three seconds? And if you really pay attention to how you use social media and you're scrolling reels, you will notice that a lot of times you will scroll like before a second has even passed if you know that that is not entertaining to you. So apart from the traditional hook templates that you can grab from online or ask ChatGPT for some hook templates, make sure that the camera looks really cool. Like it's a really great shot of you. Maybe you're doing uh, fitness, right? You got a fitness account. Make sure that that first second doesn't look like a, a low quality piece of film unless it, you're doing like a security cam footage then you know those always keep people's attention because they're like okay this must be crazy that this is a security cam that I'm watching but even that is a hook like the fact that it's a security cam doing it and there are filters that you could do security cam like footage right so that's something that you could do but make sure the lighting is awesome make sure that the background is as cool as possible don't just film yourself doing the workout is the background as cool as it could be do you look nice, right? Is your style cool? Does that, because that gives them an extra second to be like, oh, I like their shoes. I like their shirt, right? A lot of people like to think, oh, these things don't matter. It's all subconscious. So really everything matters when you are trying to grab people's attention. So put as much effort as you can into the hook. There really doesn't need to be that much discussed outside of, are you putting a lot of effort into it? Because a lot of times people will just start be like, you know what, I got a thing that I wanna share. Let me hit record. They record it and then they start off like, hey guys, I just wanted to pop on here and let you know something that I was thinking about. Boom, they already left the post. You can't even explain, like you could say the best thing ever after that. It doesn't matter, no one's listening. So you need to make sure that you're always starting off with the best 
hook that you can. And this would be for YouTube videos, podcasts, literally any kind of piece of content out there. So sometimes it's best, like if I find while I'm editing this, that there is just a fire little nugget, then I will clip that out and I will throw it at the front of this video. Maybe I already did because you would have already watched that, but I tried to already start with a hook uh, at this video. I didn't say, hey guys, I'm Derek Vidal in today's video because even on YouTube in a long video, people still have a very short attention span for how much they're willing to give to judge that video before they say, you know what, I am going to watch that other interview that I saw because I don't I don't really want to watch this guy, right? Because even my background, that's why I went with the simple one. I don't know. I think it looks good. Like I could put like a shelf here and a shelf there and a painting here, but I was just like, let me just do some colors behind me and, you know, I like the way that it looks and it's a lot easier for me to do this. Let me just readjust the camera a little bit there. Um, so yeah, the hook, it's very important. This will never not be a thing. And um, th this is the most important of all these. But if you get low views, that is the only thing that you should ever be pointing the finger at. Likes, it's not relevant. So the way that you can make your content more relevant is by expanding who could potentially be interested in it. So for example, if I was doing, like I'll reference one of my fellow creators, Brock Johnson, he did this post that, or maybe it was Instacoach Mike, one of the two. He said, here is how to get your crush to always watch your Instagram story. And then he gives a tip that is essentially how to increase the views on your Instagram story. So if he came out and said, here's how to get more Instagram story views, then people like you probably, business owners, are going to be like, yeah, that's what I want to know. But the average person who doesn't really care about that has just got a personal account, they're going to be a lot more likely to skip off. But if the, he says, here's how to get your crush to always see your Instagram story, then people are like, okay, you've got my attention. And then he now has expanded the amount of people that are potentially interested in that topic while still teaching the same topic. So a lot of times when you are about to record your content and you say, all right, I've got my hook, then the next thing you want to say is, if someone who has nothing to do with my market, when they inevitably see this post, because Instagram, Instagram's algorithm especially is not that dialed in that only business owners are going to see this who want to increase their Instagram story views. Like a bunch of people, even people who follow you that just so happen to like one of your posts one time that aren't your ideal follower are going to see it and their view watch time counts just as much as anyone else's. So you wanna make sure that it is as interesting as possible. So maybe you're a finance person, and instead of saying, hey, here is why I recommend a Roth IRA over a 401k, you say, here's how to retire by 55 and live comfortably, or here's how to retire early and travel for all of your retirement. And then you talk about the Roth IRA, right? So expand who the content is for uh, would be another thing to do before you press record, okay? This all happens before you press record. And that's why a lot of people know this, but they don't actually do it is because they just start recording and then they're like, oh yeah, what was that thing I was supposed to do? So the next one is comments means that the post is not engaging. This one's just a little bit more obvious, okay? If they're not saying, I gotta join this conversation, then there's just not as much to you know comment on. And it used to work better when you'd say, hey guys, let me know your favorite blank in the comments. Let me know what you do in the comments. I will say that on Instagram, it is very rare that people comment 
a, a mouthful. And it's funny because on TikTok, they're more likely to, even though their characters are a lot more limited, they will just like keep, you know, putting comments under their comments. And people are a little bit more engaging on there because they're more spending their leisure time on TikTok. And on Instagram, they're just like, I got 10 minutes to kill. I'm going on Instagram during my lunch break. So they're not really trying to engage in like long conversations with other people. But something that you can do, uh, I learned this from my buddy, Social T Pro. He will wear like crazy shirts or he will do his hair like ridiculous or he will mispronounce a word on purpose so that people correct him or say, what's up with your hair? Like, that's a crazy shirt. He is trying to put some elements in his content that just gives people something very easy to comment on. So that is a tactical thing that you can do. One other tactical approach I'll give you that I learned from uh, Polo Boy is that you can get your friends to comment essentially like negative comments on your post so that your followers now take to the comments to defend you. So this is uh, you know a less conventional strategy that like you know a lot of people are going to be willing to do, but if you like it, then this would be a way that you could have some people. You could even do it yourself, like from fake accounts. Call it unethical if you want, but it's kind of funny when you know your your followers come to defend you. It's pretty awesome. Like you can be that hater. And the funny thing is, is once there's like uh, you know a negative comment that's already said, a lot of times it will block the negative comments from coming from other people because maybe they want to say, oh, I want to comment on this. And then they take to the comments and they see it's already been said a bunch of times or even once. Then they're like, all right, someone already said it. I don't need to say it anymore. So it kind of is a way to like stop negative comments coming from other people, um, which is good and bad. But yeah, it's just a way that you could get things going in the comments game. I want to give you like a tactical tip for each of these, but uh, don't worry too much about it rather than like just you know, if, it, if you're not getting comments, it's not engaging enough. So put, put your focus there. Shares, it's not relatable. So if you think about every time you get a post shared with you from a friend, it's because you guys probably have like an inside joke around that or it's a hobby that you share. Like for me, I've got like Star Wars content that comes up on my feed every once in a while. And I've got two friends that I play Star Wars Battlefront 2 with like almost... Uh, like a, a few times a, a week, we play in the evenings. So whenever there's a funny Star Wars meme, like I'm sending it to one of those two guys or both of them. And whenever a jujitsu post comes up, I'm sending it to my jujitsu buddy. Whenever an NFL post comes up, I got a few friends that I would share that with, right? So this is the same with all of you. You've got these different markets that you are interested in and you share it with the friends that can relate to it, right? Or maybe it's a joke about like a certain personality trait that you feel like one of your friends has. So you share it with them. So shares is the most impactful of all of these. And that's why being relatable is really one of the best things that you can do, especially with humor. Because sometimes it's not about how like, wow, that's so damn funny. It's about, oh, wow, I relate to that so hard. Oh, my friend Becky's going to relate to that so hard. I got to share it with her. She's going to crack up because this is just like that thing that we were talking about. And that's why it's pretty difficult to do comedy, I feel like, because you can say things that are really funny to you and maybe your best friends would think it's really funny. But ultimately, you're trying to find what do the most amount of people in life relate to. And then you're trying to make jokes around that so that people are like, oh, that's so me. Oh, that's so true. Like, I totally relate to this. And it really is where shares come from. And 
it's going to be the most impactful thing that you can encourage. So try to gear your thoughts around that. Saves, no value, right? A save just means I want to come back to this post later. So unless you are in the information educational space, you're going to get less saves in general because it could be really funny. And if it's a really funny post, they're going to share it with their friends, but they're not going to be like, I got to save that. Like they're going to save it if it's like, I need to learn this marketing information later. So it's a little bit more market dependent of when you're going to get saves. Saves you should see as like just impactful as like a like or a comment, um, but shares, you know, still reign supreme. And it really, there's only one thing that beats a share. And that is that you're real got you followers because Instagram can see, wow, this reel, they liked it so much that they went over to their profile and then they chose to follow them because of that one piece of content. Now, a follow happens when people want to see what you're going to post next, right? Go figure. So that is why it's very important that you're always very niche specific. If someone catches one of my marketing material posts, then they go over to my page, they're like, yeah, I want more marketing information. And then they see that I'm kind of like motivational. And then here's my dog and here's my family. Like, and here is my travel lifestyle. And here is a random tip about how to make more friends. They're like, eh, like, I don't need all of this. Right. So that's why it's like a lot of times, like unless you're a personal brand that has an influence from like if you're a TV personality, then sure, like share everything in your life because people just follow you for you. But for me, like you're not following me for me, at least at the beginning, you're following me because you're like this guy has some good things to say. So let me see if he's got some other good information and you want to keep it very niche specific. And then also it has to match up. So they say, all right, I liked that post. I went over to his account. I see more posts just like that post. I see that his bio is letting me know too that I'm sure to get more of that type of post. So if they see the marketing content, they go over and they see, oh, marketing professional helping you get more sales online, right? They're like, all right, this all checks out. So your bio is gonna be the biggest thing that matches up with do people like not only profile visit you from your reel, but then actually choose to follow you? It's got, you've got to have a track record of consistent content and the bio that matches up with it. So just a quick tip on your bio, I like to do a three bullet point bio strategy where your first bullet point lets people know why they should follow you. The second bullet point lets them know why you're credible. And the third one lets them know why they want to click the link in your bio, especially if you're a business and you're trying to ultimately get website clicks, then unless there's that encouragement to click the link, it doesn't really happen nearly as much because they are just like, oh, their homepage to their website. Like they don't know why they'd be leaving Instagram to go over there. So the first one you would say like, hey, marketing tips for beginners or marketing tips for these types of entrepreneurs, marketing tips for hairstylists, like if you're niche specific, then certainly declare that niche in that first line of the bullet point. And then the second one would be a credibility statement. So for me, I say host of the social media entrepreneurs podcast, 1.8 plus million downloads, right? So it can be any kind of statistic that you can leverage. A quantitative stat is certainly what you're going to want to do. Maybe you have certifications that explain why you are qualified to teach that information. And the third one, I might say, hey, get my free social launch formula course or the first three lessons of my social launch formula course in the bio at the in the link, right? So. Um, 
uh, speaking of which, get my uh, social launch formula course. The first three lessons are now free. So you can grab that in the description and that will show you how to set up a large scale social media giveaway and run Instagram ads to it. For those of you looking to build your following with paid ads instead of just organically. But if you're really focused on organic still, and I mean, we all should be to some degree, even if it's not your main growth strategy, you still gotta be posting. Um, then this is how to look at your Instagram analytics to know exactly what to do with your content. If you like today's video, make sure to leave a comment, subscribe, smash the like button, you know, you know the drill, hit all the buttons. Appreciate you and I'll talk to you next time.